You sure are. Monday evening at around 7.08, 7.08 exactly. Here's Skulls along with Dave Vaughn from The Firm. This is a call-in show, as you know, if you've heard it before and called in before. Would love to get you on the air, ask you your questions about your job, your workplace, severance, your boss, workplace rights. That is what we cover here each week on the show, both tonight, Wednesday night, the weekend shows, and Employment Hour at 30. That happens on your TV, Global TV, and CTV on the weekends as well. That number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and 1-888-225-TALK. That is toll-free for the uh, remainder of the night. As you know, anytime you want to check out uh, the Severance Pay Calculator, you can do so at severancepaycalculator.com. That will give you a nice... Ballpark, in fact, a pretty good, uh, pretty good idea of what you're owed as far as severance is concerned. Uh, it doesn't require much information. It's absolutely free, anonymous. Couldn't pay for it if you wanted to, and we'll refer to it. I would imagine several times during this uh, this show as well. Dave, good to have you back in the uh, the chair, pal. What do you got uh, going on for the week that was? Yeah, the uh, first one I wanted to talk about uh, this week, John, is a uh, short service employee who's in his fifties and had uh, mm-hmm. a senior professional position. Uh, and the, the reason I bring this one up is because there's a misconception out there that short service employees don't get a lot of severance pay. And, you know, I talk to people, you know, every week that, uh, you know, they may have a, you know, a year or two of service and they think, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably only, whatever the employer offered me was, seems reasonable because I was only there for a couple of years. And uh, the other way the, that misconception arises is because of the classic, you know, con- week per year of service or two week per year of service view that people have, uh, even, you know, month per year of service um, is going to uh, undervalue a short service employee in terms of what they can actually get for severance. And in this case, uh, my client had just over two years of service, 52, and like I said, a professional, uh, well-paying senior position. And uh, at the time of termination, he was offered eight weeks of base salary. And, you know, some people may see that and say, oh, it's not bad. It's uh, basically a month per year of service. Um, you know, why would he, you know, he's only there for two years. Why would he get any more than that? Well, um, you know, the, the, the offer was extremely, um, you know, unreasonable in, in two main respects. One, um, he should be getting six months severance pay. Um, that's that's likely what a court would give him. Um, you know, on the low end of the scale, lowest end would be four. Um, and there's probably some case law supporting above six, but I, I think the most likely result for him is six months. And then the other important thing here was bonus was a 20% component of his compensation package. And not only, they, he was basically employed for 11 months of the fiscal year, and they withheld the bonus, the accrued bonus, and it's 20% of his pay. And they didn't offer anything for bonus during the six months. So it was wow. a two-month or eight-week um, base salary offer, and it was, uh, it's, it's really a, a terrible offer both in terms of the months and the forms of compensation. And uh, right. we, we were able to eventually get uh, a six-month package based on the full compensation. And um, the lesson here is um, you know, there's, no, there's no easy formula based on years of service or uh, to t- determine the severance package, you have to look at um, start, the starting point is age, years of service, and position. But there can be other factors uh, that come into it as well. So what, when, if you get a severance package, check out the severance pay calculator and also give us a call. The second uh, important thing to know is you know, sometimes we always think about it or people think about it in weeks or months, but you have to look at what you know, it makes up that severance package because it can't just be base salary. It needs to be bonus, you know, car allowance, RSPs, benefits, everything. 
So it's got to be all components of your compensation that you were to make you whole, in other words, during the severance time, right? That's right. I mean, it should be as if you were were employed for the six months. So if he was, he would have got his bonus and he would have had the opportunity to earn bonuses moving forward for that six months. Um, So, you know, an employer can can offer, you know, even if he was offered, um, you know, five months of base salary, that's still not going to be good Mm -hmm. enough for six months base salary because the bonus is such an integral part of his compensation package. Right. By the way, you want to reach out and contact Dave uh, when the show is not on or Lior, a member of the team. It's simple. It's one 821 5900 Email is help at employmenthour.com. I know you got one more case to talk about, Dave, but I want to bounce over quickly because already the phones are lighting up, and we encourage you to call uh, for the entire hour at uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Get to, uh, to Mary off the hop. Hey, Mary, good evening. Hi, good evening. How are you? Good. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's your concern? Okay, so basically, this maybe might be a sexual harassment. So we have the owner's daughter. An employee complained to her uh, that she felt verbally sexually harassed, and apparently the owner's daughter took it upon herself to call both parties, tell the, uh, tell the person, stop it. The other person perceived it as a verbal sexual harassment, doesn't know who they offended, and um, didn't take any notes, didn't do an investigation, didn't ask any questions. What um, what can be done about the situation? It's not right. It's there has to be an investigation. There should be something more, shouldn't there? Yeah, there should be. Right. A, uh, absolutely, there should be an investigation. Are you asking from the perspective of the person who complained? Uh, the the person who was. Um, I'm I'm asking in the sense of uh, human resources side. Okay, yeah. So this is all perceived wrong. <laughs> yeah, when when an allegation of sexual harassment comes uh, comes forward, um, a, an investigation needs to take place uh, under the law, and you know whether human resources is taking care of it. That's that, that's you know acceptable. Um, you can also hire a third party investigator uh, to look into it and. You know that's important for both sides, um, for both well, actually for all sides. So the person who has alleged they've been sexually harassed, um, the person who's accused of it, um, you know they they also have you know the the right to um, at least have allegations made against them properly investigated. And it's important for the company; they have a legal obligation to do that. So um, you're absolutely right that that should have been properly investigated. Uh, but not only that, um, isn't it perceived incorrect in the sense of this is the owner's daughter that they might be biased to the situation? Yes, that's also. I mean, what's her role? Um, she's considered to be an employee, but still, it's she's still part is of. Is she ownership. in human resources? No. Okay. Um, is there a human resources department? Yes. Or is it a small company? It's. It's a small company, but there is a human resources department. Right. So, ideally, I mean, you know, the human resources can take care of that. So you're right that that shouldn't have happened. Um, and given that it seems like it's a small company with, uh, you know, it sounds like some employees also have um, family ties or ownership ties um, to the company. That in this type of case, it probably does make sense for a third party um, to be brought in and retained to investigate, just to ensure. Um, the integrity of the uh, the work, the impl- investigation process. Okay, great. Thank now, you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate that. You want uh, more information? Please uh, feel free to reach out to Dave and the rest of the team. One eight five five eight two one. 
5,900 is the number. Moving on to uh, Tony. Hey, Tony, good morning. Good afternoon, or at least good evening. How are you? Hi, good, thank you. What's, uh, what's your concern? Okay, so my concern is that um, I was working in two offices part-time for 16 years, and when one of my offices offered me a full-time position, I quit the first offer office and accepted the full-time position at the second office. On the first day of my full-time hours, um, I was presented by my employer by, with an, uh, an employment contract, uh, which we've never had one in place before. Um, so I refused to sign because it was limiting uh, my severance. Yep. Um, so anyways, to make a long story short, uh, he has recently presented me with a working notice now uh, stating that if I don't sign the new contract by July 2020, that he is terminating my employment. So basically my question is, based on the timing of the contract when he presented it to me, should I have been told before I accepted this full-time position and quit my other job, um, like, was he legally obligated to tell me this before uh, or not? Yeah, that's a very uh, messy situation, and okay. um, you you did the right thing by not agreeing to it. Yes. Um, the new contract. Um, he can go ahead and let you go um, yes. if you refuse to sign it. Um, so, he, I mean, he had no, from a legal perspective, no obligation to... Um, to advise you of that, I mean, it's it's bad faith and it's not going to look good on him. But from a strict legal perspective, you wouldn't have had an obligation to do that. Um, the other concern I have here is that there he's giving you working notice. So, yes. he's, what is he? Is he saying he's going to implement the contract in two years? Yes, he says that um, if I don't sign by June 2020, that come July 2020, my position will be terminated. I will no longer have a job. Okay. And um, that's interesting because he's he's trying to give you working notice of termination. Right. Um, um, I think you know an argument can be made that it's possibly not effective notice because it's still um, open um, as to whether you're going to sign it or not. So right. um, hmm. it, there's there's an argument to be made there, but it is a very tricky um, situation. What it, I think you need to do, uh, Tony, is. Give us a call so we can sit down, go over the documents you've received okay. properly, okay. and um, and then we can f- figure out what our uh, you know the best approach is moving forward. Tony, going to let you go there and give you that number as uh, you should have one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the way you want to reach out to Dave and the rest of the team. Please do so at your uh, your earliest convenience. Another Tony on the uh, the line. Hi, Tony. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? Okay, so I'm uh, 53 years old. Um, I'm working for a company in Ontario, uh, quite a large company, um, and I'm uh, at the uh, director level, uh, you know, one under VP level executive, and I'm being um, I'm being offered something uh, in in the exact same type of uh, industry, but in Quebec, different company, of course. And so I'd just like to know when I'm walking away from 20 years of, of uh, service, obviously uh, the safety net of severance, my age, uh, these are all factors that I'm questioning now based on, um, you know, looking to the new company for consideration of that. Right. Is, that, is, is Quebec law the same as Ontario? It is not. No, it's, uh, it's quite different. So, um, but that doesn't mean you can't, 
Um, I mean, you, in terms of the negotiation with the company from Quebec, you should um, actually speak to a lawyer, like a, a Quebec lawyer, um, to nego- if you're going to negotiate that, because um, there are the laws are quite different there in terms of severance pay. Um, so you, you should understand and have that contract reviewed by a, a local lawyer who practices in that province. Um, in terms of what you're giving up, um, yeah, f- 53, uh, director level, 20 years of service. I, I mean, in terms of your severance, you'd probably get somewhere around 18 to 20 months um, and potentially even a bit higher uh, in terms of severance pay. So, um, And it looks like you're being recruited. So what you'll want to try to negotiate with them um, if they, you know, if you have that leverage is to get some type of recognition of your previous, of your service or at least just come to an agreement on a severance package um, that if they do proceed to terminate your employment, that you are protected and at least some of that service is recognized. Great information. So so get involved with the, with the lawyer. Okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. Whenever signing a contract, especially a big move like this where you're, like you say, yeah. you're, you're giving up, you know, a year and a half at least worth a severance pay um, to go to this new job. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue it because if it's a good opportunity, if it's something you're interested in, you should do that. But before signing anything, um, you definitely need to speak to a lawyer who, who practices in that jurisdiction, which in this case is Quebec. Tony, appreciate your call. We're going to take a short break. Elaine, John, Sherry, see you guys waiting uh, by the uh, by the by the side, and we will get to you and you as well if you care to call in. It is a call-in show, just like that. We'd love to talk to you. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell and one triple eight two two five talk. That is toll free. Employment hour on a Monday night, right here on Global News Radio. There is plenty of time for you still to call in tonight, ask Dave your questions, and get some information and be the uh, the wiser for it. 416 870 star 640 on cell and one triple eight two two five talk That number is uh, is toll three. Moving on, as promised, get right back to the phone calls. Elaine, thank you so much for hanging on. How are you tonight? I'm fine. How are you? Very great. Uh, what's your concern? Good. Okay, my husband worked for 18 years uh, with disturbed children and their families, and he was eventually injured, and he was on WSIB for 11 years. Now he's retired. He has never received severance papers. Is he still considered an employee? Interesting question. Um, yeah. Was he ever like? Did was his? Did he? He never was terminated. He was never provided notice of termination with a in a letter. Mm, you never got a letter of termination, did you? No, he didn't. What about? Um, so, what's the last contact he had with the company? The last contact was when he just left and went home. Okay. Yeah. And then and then WSIB would have told the company that he's injured and he's going to be compensated, right? By them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of re- he's retired, does that mean he's he's 65? Uh, he is 72 now. Okay. And when did he I mean, in, when you say retire, like what is that did he do something well, to retire? WSIB pays okay. more than Canada Pension. So at sixty-five, they told him he's done. Cut you off. Yeah. Okay, that's what you mean. So he he technically never retired from the company. He just hasn't been back. No, that's right. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting scenario. Um, Mm -hmm. Would you? Would you? Can he work now? No, we can't. 
Okay. No. Actually, I can't even work. I have to stay home with him full time. Okay. So there'd be no chance of him saying, oh, look, I'm, re- I'm ready to return to work? No. Okay. Um, you know, it could be a, a, you know, an issue in terms of he's, you know, the termination happened or the frustration of contract or whatever it would be happened 11 years ago or whatever it may be. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that's, that's obviously what they're going to say to the company. And uh, there, there may be something to that. But um, it's possible that, uh, you know, he could say that it's now for us, the, the contract is frustrated now and um, he should get at least his minimum Employment Standards Act entitlements, mm-hmm. um, which if, he is, if he's there for 18 years, um, how, how big is this company? How many employees? Oh, gosh. How many employees would there be? Approximately. Um, maybe two dozen. Okay. So you know, the most he, he could get from them would be eight weeks of termination pay like, in all likelihood. Eight weeks, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's saying now there's at least 100 people there. Oh, okay. Well, that could change yeah. things quite significantly because if their payroll's over yeah. $2.5 million, he could actually get um, you know, 18 weeks of severance pay on top of that eight weeks. So, um, okay. It, uh, you know, it would, you know, at least to explore the situation, um, it would probably make sense to give us a call so that someone can go through the documents with you. What sure. we'd want to see is the WSIB uh, document and any correspondence between WSIB and the employer. Okay. And All right. um, and any cor- correspondence between your husband and, and WSIB. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. And what's your number at? At work. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, I'll give it to you right now, Elaine. That number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and help at employmenthour.com. Give Dave a call and uh, move on from there. Again, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions, just like we've been doing so far. Moving on to uh, to John. Hey, John. Good evening. How are you today, sir? Good, sir. What's going on with you tonight? Uh, yeah, sir. There's some. Um, I've been with the company for 33 years, and uh, oh. I was given a, a test to write, and I passed it. And uh, they had me fill it, the management, and they uh, wouldn't give me a copy of my test. But ain't I entitled to to uh, have a third party investigation investigate it? Because my union is doing nothing about it. They're just sitting back, favoring uh, uh, favoring on the side of the management, and not helping me. So. I'm just lost. I've been here. It's been like this about a year, year and a half, and I wait, and I want to get the right channels, the right people to have the third, like I said, uh, third party investigation because I do not trust the government. What, sir? What's the test, and and why is the government involved? It was a test because I work for the government. It okay. Was a test involved my job, and I was demoted, and uh, and I wanted to see the test result, the test results, and I know what the test results were because I talked to the instructor. But management won't let me at them. Won't uh, let me. Nothing. They're not even helping me investigate this because, like I said, they're they're holding everything against me. They're not showing me everything. Right. So and I want to get an outside party to investigate this because, like I said, I don't trust my union and I don't trust management. Yeah, you'd have to go through the union to to in the collective agreement to deal with that. Yeah, sure. I am going through that, but yeah. it seems that they're doing nothing. They're just keep keep giving me the runaround. And they give me a hard time at work. They're trying to get me dismissed, and I think this is not right. Yeah, it's unfortunate when the union, you know, won't won't help. But um, you, know, you you do have to go through the union and ask them to grieve it. 
And, oh, well, uh, we have, sir, but like I said, they're giving me runarounds yeah. and they're uh, favoring management. Oh. You know, like it shouldn't be gone this long. It's almost two years coming up, and it shouldn't be this long. No, and, and it is a tough situation. That, uh, unfortunately, you you can't go through and you know uh, your own lawyer um, vis-a-vis yeah, the sure. company. But uh, um, ain't, can I get a third party? Like you mentioned about getting hiring a third party to investigate the fraud. So you'd, ha- fraud you'd have to ask on? the union to do that to to get that uh, brought in as part of your grievance. Yeah, you live and die by the union, unfortunately, basically is, is the way it works, right? You can't go in and seek outside legal counsel. That's correct. And, I mean, in rare you, you can bring an unfair labor pr- or um, duty of fair representation right. against the union um, for not representing you properly. Um, but that, yeah. those are very difficult from what I understand. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it, you basically are stuck dealing with the union and, and going through that process. 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell 1-888-225-TALK that number is toll free as you know feel free to call in and talk to us here for the remainder of the evening uh, Pete good evening how are you I'm good yourself good what's uh, what's going on with you brother I'm just calling in on behalf of my father um, he's a seasonal worker so he works for a township during the winter and then he has another job that he goes to in the summertime. Uh, he's been there for 18 years. He's 70 years old now. And they told him not to come back this year because of an incident that they said happened, but he was never wrote up for it or anything. So did they terminate him for cause? Did they say they had just cause to terminate his employment? It was basically, yes. It, that's the gist of it. Okay. Uh, and they didn't tell him this until now, basically, when he's ready to come back? Yes. It's like he's supposed to, he was supposed to start December 1st. Yep. And so two weeks before that, uh, got talking to the guy that always he talks to to get hired again or whatever or, or his contract again. Right. And he, he give him the cause. Okay. And so they said there was an incident where you don't have to pay you anything and you're done. Yeah, because he's only there for the, like, from December 1st until April 30th. Yeah, okay. Um, so even though it's seasonal uh, in nature, he will would still you know be entitled to severance pay um, if there's no just cause. And uh, we've discussed this on the show many times. Just cause is extremely difficult to establish for an employer. And... With a long service employee who's you know 18 years of service, um, no, you know, assuming there's no previous discipline at all, um, and the the fact that this was just brought to his attention now, um, they have little to no chance of establishing just cause for termination, which means he should get severance pay, and the severance pay would probably be equal to around 18 to 20 months um, of compensation. Is that right? Yeah, so um, especially, I mean, the fact that they did it right before he was supposed to start uh, is even worse, right? Um, well, just because it could, at least he could, if he had some notice of it, he could have done something to get a new job for the winter. Yeah, he still got his whole job because the guy was good enough to keep him on. Yeah. But usually he leaves that job and goes and works. Still, uh, yeah, I mean, he would still get severance pay and uh, he should absolutely, you know, Try to get that, and uh, if you give us a call tomorrow, we can help uh, help you guys do that. 
Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Pete. Uh, moving on, here is the number for you. Uh, like everyone else, use it, one 821 5900 Email, of course, is help at employmenthour.com. Still have time here as we uh, we continue on on this Monday edition of the Employment Hour. Moving on to uh, to Brian. Hey, Brian, good evening. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's up? Uh, question for you. My brother works for a company. He's been there for about four years. Uh, I don't know if it was verbal agreement or written down agreement since he's been there he's had three sick days uh find out coming up soon that they're possibly taking one away can they do that they would be a i mean can they do it yes the question is is it a constructive dismissal uh constructive dismissal happens when they change the terms of employment so you know important terms are you know your your job title your duties and responsibilities your work schedule and your compensation. This would impact compensation because, I mean, he essentially had three extra days, um, you know, that he could use for sick days, and one of them is being taken away. Um, so it definitely impacts compensation. So it, you know, could in that sense be a constructive dismissal. The problem is, is it's it's one day. Um, uh, theoretically, he would use once a year, right? Um, mm-hmm. So the the reduction in compensation is probably not enough to equal a constructive dismissal. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, it's like if if an employer, I mean, I, I can't do the, you know, I don't know the exact percentage of his, his compensation that would be, but even if we, we said that was a vacation day, let's say he had, um, you know, four weeks of vacation and they took one day away, um, that would not likely be a constructive dismissal. Okay, so legally they are allowed to do it. It's just up to us whether they, yeah, exactly, whether or not he wants to say yes or no. Right. Okay. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. Uh, you need more information, um, don't hesitate to reach out. one 821 5900 Get to uh, to Suji. Hey, Suji, hello. How are you? Hey, I'm all right. Thanks for taking my call. So, No worries. What's going on? Um, it's about my mom. Uh, so okay. she's a PSW, actually. Uh, so she had one full-time job and also a part-time job. Uh, so she was doing about 60 hours a week uh, uh, before the accident. So the her uh, part-time uh, part-time job, she had an accident. She uh, she had an accident, and then after that, she went on a WSIB and a uh, I guess type of office job. They gave WSIB gave her. So now uh, her short-term place, she doesn't go to the full-time anymore because of the accident. And uh, uh, the, the part-time place, now they refuse to give her a job. WSIB is saying that they're going to find her a job, they're going to find her a job, but they haven't found anything so far yet. Yet, like, my mom has been getting, like, quarter of what she was making uh, when she was working. So what can we do in this situation? So basically what's happened is they've, since she's been injured, the, the part-time job has said we don't have work for her anymore, even if she's ready to come back? Uh, it- no, the doctors deem that she can't work, uh, she can't do the actual job okay. anymore. So there's no chance she'll be able to do, the, do that job? Yeah, that's whatsoever. That's pretty much the doctors say. Okay, well, I mean, they have a duty to accommodate, and part of that involves looking for modified duties or, a, you know, another type of job within the organization. Um, I, I don't know, you know, if she's a PSW, that those types, of, that might be limited. There may be not a lot of jobs that she could do um, within that organization that fit her restrictions. Um, 
So that's the first thing is they, they do need to take some steps, reasonable steps to find her um, something else um, uh, within the, the organization. And if that's not possible, if she there's no position for her um, and she's not going to be able to return to work uh, in the foreseeable future, um, then they would have to pay her severance pay, but it would be limited to her minimum termination entitlements under the Employment Standards Act. Even though she had, she lost the other full-time job because of this accident. Well, that's a different. I mean, the, the part-time that that's how what, how it impacts the full-time the part-time job. Now, the, the full-time job. How did she lose that job? Is it the same same issue? Yeah, she she was a PSW in both places. It's just because of the accident, she can't work anymore. At either place, so it's the same, the same impact on both jobs. Is what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so it's the so just like it, she should get severance pay from the part-time job, she should get severance pay from the full-time job in the event they can't no. accommodate her, and it's there's no uh, ability for her to return to the the, the full-time job either. Okay. So from both companies, she could get she could be entitled to severance pay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. You want to uh, reach out, Suji, any further? No problem. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred would be the way to uh, to do so. I'm going to move on to uh, to Josie. Hello. There we go. Have we got her? Yes. Hi, Josie. Hello. How are you? Hi there. Good. How are you doing? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, my office um, has the my boss company would like to end common law notice common law hmm. employment. And would like to implement uh, employment contracts. So I've been issued a, um, an employment contract, and I need to sign it um, because she's already issued us a notice of termination. So I have to the end of the year to to decide or sign. Okay. Um, then she's also said that if that's not enough notice, she's giving me till February. And otherwise, um, my current common law terms of employment will continue until December of 2019. Uh, my question is, um, can she just end my position like that? She's not ending my position. She's end, end. How long have you been there, Joseph? 11 years. She's ending my common law employment. Okay. Not um, my job. That is interesting. I think what she's trying to do is, so she's going to say either here's this new job offer and it has these new terms of employment or or you can, or if you don't sign it, you're going to have, your, your employment will terminate. She's giving me one month per year. Right, yeah. So she's essentially giving you a year's working notice, right, of the yeah, change. Yeah, she's doing that to the whole office. Anybody who doesn't have an employment contract. So is she saying that the contract will just come into play in a year if you don't sign it, or that your employment will actually just end? My employment will end. Totally, okay. Um, okay. And... I'm curious. Okay, so if I continue to work... Yeah. I don't sign. I continue to work. Yeah. And comes um, next June. Then and she's... She says, I'm closing and or... She's going to terminate me or let me go at that point. Is it in or June or is it happening? next year at this time? Pardon? I thought she was giving you... I she thought, is, but what happens if she ends up closing before then? Does she have to pay out the rest of my notice of termination? She shouldn't, and in fact, she there, you may actually get the full... She may not even get credit for that time between now and June because 
um, that's not val- that wasn't valid notice. You weren't given notice in June. So if she shuts down the business prior to the specific termination date provided, um, then she actually may not get credit for the working notice. Um, are you are you concerned she's going to shut down? We don't know what sh- what's going to take place. Okay, is she? I assume she's uh, is she a doctor or a dentist or something? No. Okay. Um, we see that I was just uh, we oh. see that a lot with uh, with, with those in, in those uh, industries. But um, like okay, if I just find another job and I leave, I just leave, and that's the end yeah. of it because she's giving me my notice. Yeah. Now, would the payroll be over two point five million? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so it's a big company. Yes. Okay. Um, so regardless, she can't basically get credit for all, or the employer can't get credit for the full. Um, for the ESA severance pay um, by giving you working notice. So at the end of whatever the period is, she would have to give you ESA severance pay at least. Um, I would which be entitled to one week per year. Exactly, yeah. What if she just let somebody else go in September and gave that person two weeks per year greater than what Employment Standards Act is? And now she's only in this new contract because what she wants to do is uh, introduce termination language in the employment contract. Right. Because in a, a common law contract, there is no terms, I guess. Yeah, under common law, someone you know in your position um, would probably get you know in the ten to twelve month range, and that's saying that without knowing your um, position or age, but. Um, it's it's probably right around a month per year of service, give mm-hmm. or take a couple months. Well, that's why she's giving me one month per right. year of notice as opposed to... So that would be probably sufficient for common law, but she'd still have to pay you ESA severance pay on top of that. Would I still be entitled to two weeks per year or is that... No, because she's given you... Has she set precedence by giving somebody else two weeks per year? You can't rely on someone else's um, severance package. So you can't, there's no precedent in terms of, you can't say, oh, you gave this person that amount, so I get this now. Okay. Uh, it's, it's independent. Um, w- with that said, uh, given it looks like there's a number of different documents you have um, that she wants you to sign, so I, I do recommend you uh, give us a call before signing them because, um, you know, just to, for us to ha- assist you um, with, with moving forward with this. Josie, here's that number, one 821 5900 Still got a few minutes left here. We'll get to a, to another call, get through them. Uh, Derek, hi, you're on the line. Hello, Derek. Hey, guys, good evening there. I listen to you guys a lot. I appreciate yeah. the information you guys give out. Great. Um, but it, my girlfriend's in a situation. Um, she got let go today, and um, she was a gap leader in a small factory um, that manufactures parts. And um, there was a little issue with one of the employees that, um, bear with me here, I'm just getting the information. Um, hello? Yep. Yeah, we're Still here. Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, basically, somebody was making sexual remarks towards themselves, and another employee, employee took it upon themselves to bypass my girlfriend and because she's a gap leader, you're supposed to go to the gap leader, and then she's supposed to follow up with the supervisor with a report, right? Um, well, she, the lady, the person of complaint went directly to the office, and then they called in uh, my girlfriend there, and they fired her on the spot and said, you're supposed to, and, and she's saying, well, I didn't hear nothing. Um, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Um, and they said, well, sorry, we're letting you go anyways. 
And so there was no cause. Now, they did say that um, they would um, give her, um, you know, so she can collect EI. So yeah. I'm, I look at that now and I'm saying, well, they didn't have no cause because why would they give her a good note so she can collect mm. EI? So, Derek, how long has she been there? Um, she, uh, just over a year now. Okay. And how old is she? In, in... About 38, uh, okay. 38, 39-ish. So, and, and she was a supervisor, a lead hand type role? Well, a gap leader, so that would be one down from the supervisor. Got it, okay. So someone in her position would probably be entitled to around three months severance pay. Okay. and Maybe two. Um, and if they don't have cause, which it doesn't sound like they do, uh, she, yeah. that's something she should absolutely pursue. Okay, and a quick question. She's a very timid person, so yep. she doesn't like to go through all this. Is it... Is it worth it, even if it's a two months or three months severance? Yes, it is, and in fact, it's it's definitely. You just give us a call because then we can at least explain to you and her the process, what it entails, and that it's not it doesn't have to be intimidating. And you know, she after speaking to us um, and and then allowing us to review everything, um, and she can ask the questions she needs to ask. Then she can make the decision. She doesn't have to commit to anything by giving us a call. Phil, I have one minute left for you. Go ahead quickly. What's your question? Really quick, I have a friend who's been a bank employee for around 25 years. She's uh, in her early 50s. Basically, the situation is that uh, the bank eliminated her position. It was a customer service role uh, in essence. And uh, now they basically have her coming in and just doing whatever is required day to day. And she's getting instructions by the day. So I just want to know how long could she go with going along with whatever they say and she just doing random day-to-day activities mm-hmm. before it's not considered a constructive dismissal? Like, maybe, basically, how long does she have to treat it as a constructive dismissal? Given right. her, it sounds like she has quite a bit of service, right, there? And yeah. um, so she has more time than a, an otherwise short service employee would, but it is important for her to get her objections to these changes Um in writing quickly and deal with it relatively quickly. I would say, um, you know, it's you. It maybe I mean, there's no magic number, but uh, I, I would tell her to move forward as quickly as possible um, and, and give us a call, and we can help her um, it, coming up with correspondence to object to these changes or at least uh, establish so we can she can at least protect her right to claim constructive dismissal if necessary. And I want to thank all of you for calling in, Phil. Everybody else, use that number, one 821 5900 Email help at employmenthour.com and severancepaycalculator.com as well. Rodney Stafford coming up here with Alex Pearson and On Point in just a little bit, so stick around for that show. It is on, and we are back Wednesday night and the weekend shows, of course, with more Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio.